Greetings, friends and neighbors. Pastor Gary Montgomery here, inviting you to become a Stone Builder donor. Your support will allow the Stone Builder Hour to remain on the air. Please join Elder JC and I as we share the good news with you by sharing Bible scriptures and how relevant they are today. You can reach out and touch us by calling 580-634-5896 or stonebhr at gmail.com or donate on our secure site, welivingstones.org. Welcome to the Stone Builder Hour team. Much love and God bless. Greetings, Stone Builders family and those men and women who are incarcerated in the Big Ben and Texoma area. That's right, the Tallahassee Big Ben and also Durant, Texas Big Ben, separated by the Red River. You know, just know, hey, ladies and gentlemen, even though you're incarcerated, know the Almighty hears your prayers. He hears them. Matter of fact, you don't even have to pray and he'll hear you. But know that Psalms 46.1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Know that he is still our refuge. How you doing there, Miss JC? Uh, well, I wanted to follow up with that because I love the Psalms because David spoke from his heart when in any situation that he was in, and he wasn't always in a good situation. Sometimes he was right on the cusp of losing it because Saul was running after him. But when you read Psalm 46.1, that just brought to mind Psalm 62. Trust in him. At all times, you people, pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Praise God. So welcome, podcast and radio family, to another informative session. We bring you great tidings in the Lord and his holy word, the Bible, because we believe it. We live on it. We know that it's true. Trust in the Lord. Mm, in all things. Today's word in Ephesians 5.11 says, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. You hear that? Mm. You're not supposed to <laughs> be participating in Pride Week and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to expose you mean them. Pride Month. <laughs> uh, well, hey, we went from a month to a week. For me, I'm still at a week. Yeah. I'm still at a day. I'm still at no time. <laughs> Psalm 52.2 says also, your tongue plots destruction like a sharp razor, you worker of deceit. Mm. Here we have another week has passed along And there's been so many unbelievable events, such as Christians, demonstrators gathering in Salt Lake City to refute and protest. Guess what they're doing? They're taking the Bible out of Davis County's school libraries. Can you imagine? I I thought it was bad enough when we took prayer out, but now we're just going to take the whole Bible. We're just going to ban it. But the thing that's so interesting 
we're banning that, but we're not banning porn. Mm. So the protesters have these placards that read, remove porn, not the Bible. Because you can have all kinds of salacious details of elementary students reading oral sex, Mm. sex with each other, Mm. but we're going to take the Bible out? Mm. But a select committee voted to have the Bible removed from Davis County School Libraries after a challenge was made by an, by an anonymous Utah res- resident. You don't it, even have to say who you are. Right. You just hide in the dark. But whatever's in darkness will be revealed. But I followed up on that a little bit later. And it had come to find out that they have to put it back. But Pastor, what do you think? Oh, but I think that Psalm 62, 5, my soul wait thou only upon God for my expectation is from him. And that, that, that challenge, they used a Utah law regarding some sensitive materials that allowed school uh, stakeholders like parents or educators to protest the presence of certain books in their school libraries. And the challenge to the Bible, there was a committee that was established. They argued that scriptures feature a number of passages that uh, talk about violence, sex, incest, and vulgarity. But just as JC mentioned, there's children's books on transgender and homosexual contents or same sex parents uh, continue to stay on the library books, uh, library shelf rather. Well, they got me all discombobulated. The protests that those parents came out to the school board worked because now that same committee that said no, they have determined that the Bible was age appropriate for all district libraries, and they recommended that the Bible be returned back to the shelves. Boy, did they waste some time with that one, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And I just want to go back again that that is why we need to stay in our word. That's why we need to study it. That's why we need to know it backwards and forwards. Because when we return, God says we are going to return with the word in our mouth. That means we're not going to have no books. We don't have to worry about the books because the word will be in us. But I just have to, besides um, other verses that we have, this is one that's been being repeated in my mindset for the past two weeks. And that's Romans 8, 38 to 39. But it says, For I am persuaded that neither death mm. nor life mm. nor angels nor principalities, which we mean devils, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate, and it says us, but I always put me in there, shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that's what he's expecting from us. Because nothing it should be able to separate us, regardless of our situation, regardless of how bad it gets, regardless of what other people are saying. We need to know that we cannot be separated from God because that's how much he loves us. Amen. Psalms 11.5 states, the Lord tests the righteous, but his soul hates the wicked. And the one who loves violence. Mm. So all of y'all running out of here, you know, our youth with gun violence, 
playing guns with guns. And I, I can't say playing because they, for real, people are dying. People are getting shot up. Is now impacting all of our holidays. Just this past um, time in uh, Chicago, 75 people were shot in 51 separate incidents between 6 p.m. <laughs> Friday and midnight Monday. That was a Juneteenth celebration. Well, I was going to get to that. Mm-hmm. But marking one of the most violent weekends of the year in Chicago. Now, I'm upset. Because we all were supposed to have a holiday for Juneteenth to celebrate the folks in Texas who didn't hear about they were free from <laughs> slavery to almost what? A year later. Right. So that was supposed to be a celebration of our liberty. And what are we doing? And with our liberty, we going around killing people. Wow. But nationwide, mass shootings have killed at least 12 people since Friday and injuring more than 100. And it's everywhere. It's not just in Chicago, New York. It's everywhere. It's in our own backyard. Yeah. Yeah. People are out of, as my friend Millicent says, out of their ever-living mind. Why is it, and not only doing that kind of thing in terms of celebrating, I mean, you're supposed to be having fun. Why you yeah. got to bring a gun? And, and then you start having, shooting. And, the, and then you have children there at these events and grandparents at these events. And, and it's a time of uh, celebration. Now those families got to go to the funeral homes. They're in, they're in the hospital. Yes. Where they can't go to work anymore. The impact of being shot and injured, that means that you might not be able to show up for work the next day. I, I think the craziest one, uh, I've begun to become very diligent about when I go out now shopping to the, run to the store, be very drop the dog off at the, the, the before boarding or anything. Because one of the things you just don't know when it's going to pop up. Look what happened. And I'm not sure what city it was in. Uh, but again, probably one of our larger cities. People were at a red light. And it was a husband and wife. And a guy just started running towards them shooting. Mm. She got shot and killed. He got shot in the arm. And and they still, you know, and, and the way our news, uh, I think they did. But the, the way our news is, we never get the full details. We just get this uh, salacious incidents that happen. But we never know what the underlying cause. But a lot of this, there is no underlying like, cause. It's just pure this, uh, evil. Yeah. But Proverbs 3.31 says, do not envy a man of violence. And do not choose any of his ways. Now, I'm not saying you don't protect your family. I'm not saying that uh, you stand up for what is right. But we should not be glorifying what's going on in our streets today. And you have to protect yourself for sure. Yeah, you do. And uh, and don't envy a man of violence. And unfortunately, that's what our youth are doing right now. Uh, it's like uh, you when you have a Jay Morant. Uh, who's the NBA uh, basketball player on his Instagram. He's up there flashing weapons. And here's a millionaire, multimillionaire, who is glorified by that, by that thug life. And that thug life is in the music. It's in the, it's in the community. And somehow it's being glorified. And the devil is a liar. You're a liar. You know, that's why uh, Professor uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel uh, Nagin, who's at Carnegie Mellon, he said... There's no question there's been a spike in violence. 
Some of these cases seem to be just dispute among adolescents, and those disputes are played out with firearms and not fists. I know when I was coming up, we was always fighting. <laughs> and then you had... Yes, you had gangs who were fighting because you had their, your friends, they friends, or you had Hazelwood versus uh, uh, the Hill oh, District, right. the Hill District versus Homewood. So we've been always fighting, but we were like knocking, and the best, the, the most dangerous thing that happened is like a knife. I remember I was in a, we were down in uh, 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 Glenwood and got into a fight, and dude going cut my football jacket. Thank God I had a leather, you know, then, during that time your uh, football jackets with your, I was a letterman. You had, you had leather sleeves. And a dude cut my, oh God. But now, I think I I could have been shot. Yes, because that's the ultimate That's aim what they're doing now. Is pulling out the gun. And it's not about, and they worried about sending guns. Mexico told the president, stop sending guns here. and But yet, and still, there's guns all here in America. Why do you need to send guns there? Yeah. Anyways, we're, our youth are able to get guns, but I know that we found out being involved in uh, Tallahassee law enforcement and things of that nature. You know, kids go around neighborhoods and pulling on car doors, and so they're just, stealing them. They just take. I would never leave my pistol in my car, not overnight. But you have a lot of folks who leave their guns and monies and things like that in their glove compartment and things of that nature, and then they don't lock their cars because they think they're safe. My car's on my driveway pad. I should be safe. Oh, God. Don't have me go on a rabbit trail, but Romans 14, 10. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or a hindrance in the way of a brother. We're, we're past that. Hmm. Everyone is taking offense of everything. You can't brush any money. You can't be an adult giving uh, instructions to youth about not doing certain things. You can't be in your neighborhood talking to your neighbor because the first thing everyone does is pull out their weapons. What I want to do is take a short break, come back, and we're going to talk about some of the other things that are going on that are just, again, crazy just out of this world because we're so busy trying to live for self Mm. trying to live as pastor said following people who are reckless and who love violence but we're not following the lord we'll be right back as a creative businesswoman i grew up in the church As I have gone through many challenges, God was the most important thing to me. Pastor Gary and Elder JC's ministry has been a blessing to me. You can receive a blessing too by listening to them on the Stone Builders Hour. I listen on Wave 94.1 FM every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can also get the good news on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and SoundCloud or your favorite podcast. Check them out.
Welcome back with the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder J.C. Montgomery. Hello. I keep forgetting to say who we are in the beginning. Yes. If we're listening, I'm listening <laughs> way till halfway in the show before we uh, uh, say who uh, we and are. And that was your job. <laughs> oh, but uh, we are glad to be here because we have such exciting information. It, it, one of the things about the Bible that I do love, no matter how much people keep saying it's not relevant, it is because it keeps showing us in the word what's going on right now. So I think a little bit we were going to talk about um, the the wildfires that are coming out from eastern Canada that's causing all this so-called smoke and haze down the U.S. East Coast. Um, we have two daughters in Darby, Pennsylvania, and I actually called her and said, well, are, are you being affected by this smoke in the haze and she said at the beginning no but a few days later it did come in and hit us and well does it smell like smoke so i think we need to look at that and say is it really the wildfires or is it something else that's going on i think it's something else i'm a conspiracy conspiratorial theory because smoke is gray it could be not it, brown. We're from <laughs> we're from Pittsburgh. We grew up with cloudy skies and pollution. And it was great. From the steel mills and things <laughs> yeah, like that. And it and was I've great. I've never seen no brown smoke. Well, it's funny because that's uh, Pittsburgh was always known as the gray city <laughs> because we had so much smoke puffing out of the steel mills that it landed on things. You had to take your clothes in a certain time because everything would be uh, filled with soot. Mm -hmm. And you know how soot is. If you have a fireplace, you know what soot is. Um, it is gray. Uh, but before I get to how we think uh, this is coming <laughs> in, Genesis 8.21 states, And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of man. For the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Do you he hear knows us. <laughs> I mean, he's already telling he us we going to mess up. creation. Mm -hmm. Neither will I ever again strike down every living creature as I've done. Because he's talking about the whole flood incident. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease man cannot kill the earth so all of these people scrambling and talking about we're going to be done in it not enough room on the earth for all the people and i hope you know that they're planning funerals for all you guys because mm -hmm. i know i'm going to be here but we are at a point where people who have the wealth are trying to dictate how we live but recently um there was a train uh, derailment, not derailment, uh, a train going from Wyoming I think you were, mm -hmm, to I California, think, mm -hmm. and it was stolen. There was a train full of uh, ammonia, ammonium nitrate, a whole car full of 60,000 pounds of chemicals that disappeared during that trip from Wyoming to California, and it left the plant. Uh, down there called Dino Noble on April the 12th and by uh, May the 10th the representative of the company says well it never arrived where did it go mm. where's it at where's the where's the FBI hint, CIA hint hint federal marshals ammonium chloride burns brown, brown. 
Hmm. <laughs> what was that uh, session that you so people good. goes? Hmm. Mm. Yeah, we have to uh, do an analysis of that. But they could have transported that all the way anywhere. Anywhere they're gone. Right? Where's it at? Where's the six? How come they're not reporting it? That is dangerous. You can take out a whole city with that much of that stuff. Well, look what happened to that town right outside of. Ohio oh, and Pennsylvania, God, yes. and they had a chemical spill, and the people, and they're not reporting the water, any of that, right? The earth, their homes, dirt. everything, and people are getting sick and sores. So we are at a point when people are going to are dictating how we live and what we're doing and what we're going to be exposed to. Somehow, climate control activists can use this fire to further their cause. To do what? Reduce. Reduce carbon emissions. Because somehow they say our cattle, the ones we grow up in here in Oklahoma, and we were from Florida, they had cattle too, because of the gas they leave hurts the air and eat bugs. Well, I don't know. I'm in Oklahoma and I'm trying to grow. No, they're a, trying to get us to start eating bugs the, oh, instead start, of steak. Oh, well. Okay, but even destroying, <laughs> I'm not eating any bugs. I'm sorry, because I can, because we're here in Oklahoma and we got lots of cattle, mm. and all I know is there are too many bugs. I'm not interested. <laughs> Our neighbors are cows, yes, uh, sheep, goats, goats, chickens. Horses. Horses. Yes. Those are our neighbors. Yes. So we don't have to worry about uh, trying to think that we are affecting the climate control. It's beautiful here when it's a beautiful day. Yeah. I don't smell any of the, I don't smell them farm animals. No, you sure don't. Like they're supposed to be leaving all this farts and gas (laughs) and everything that they got to, they got to, oh God. But along with that, and I think we're going to follow up with the next thing, they're now forcing us, uh, well, first thing that i thought about is they wanted to eliminate gas stoves i grew up with gas yeah i love cooking with gas Mm. i'm not cooking with gas now and it's i've had to learn a whole new way of cooking but why are we reducing gas and now they want us to spend what upwards of seventy five thousand to buy an electric car are you kidding me yeah i'm gonna keep my gas uh cars because i know i'm not affording not only that but how are we going to plug them up how are we going to keep them running yeah you go to the gas station i can just go in and pump my gas in about five uh less than five minutes or so depending on how much i'm buying i got a full tank and i'm on my way you go to a charging station if you could ever find one you're gonna have to stay put for a little while as far as i know it's not like you're gonna get uh that charge is gonna be like 10 15 20 minutes it might take you an hour or more to charge maybe i'm wrong maybe someone can call us let us know or send us an email uh, to let us know that Montgomery, you got it all wrong. Uh, the electric cars can charge within five minutes. I get a full I charge. Know, I know it's not five minutes because even my cell phone takes longer than that. <laughs> but the Biden administration is, has already announced that they are going to install 500,000 charging stations Where, huh? nationally and additional energy storage to facilitate the shift to electric uh, vehicles they're going to integrate this new infrastructure and transition will require balancing what the electric grid how can we i we get a little storm here in oklahoma and the lights start flickering now we're going to plug in electric cars i can see that 
not uh, working wow. out too well. <laughs> if you have a I'm power, a, <laughs> a hurricane or a tornado, which we just had recently, yes. or even the high winds would take down your power line, you won't be able to go anywhere You're right. or cook or anything because right. you have no electricity because it's down. But the majority of the electric vehicle infrastructure pulls its power from the grid which will add significant demand when it reaches scale. So, wait a minute. We don't do nuclear anymore. Mm-hmm. We did away with coal. Yeah, trying to anyways. Uh, solar is not dependable because if the weather is like anything here, on a good day we may have um, uh, a nice sunny day. But when it's cloudy and it's rainy and it's windy, you won't get that. So... They're talking about trying to incorporate these electric stations into the gas stations that are now here. So instead of driving in and getting gas, you're going to fill up with plug in and go on your way. So we will see how that works. Well, let's see how it works because you don't have any more cash. You're going to have that fin now. Everything's going to be on debits and credits. And here I am. I'm at a charging station and I got to use my FemNow card, which we talked about last week or here last week's program. And the government can say yay or nay on your charge. So you could be sitting there for a while because you've cut the government, the Federal Reserve will cut you off and say, nope, you can't. We're not going to let you charge your car up. Hmm. That's what's oh god. So you know, that's what's what's crazy about they're forcing electric cars are on us, and like Jason said, there's no charging station infrastructure in place right now. Five, there's a lot of complications when we come with that five hundred thousand folks because who's going to own the land? What businessman? That means that they're going to have to invest in the buying all this new equipment unless they give it to them. I don't know I anybody going to give it to them. I doubt it. But hey, there's some business opportunities out there for somebody. You know, to own a, uh, buy some land, uh, be near a power grid or a power station so that you can be intermediary so you'll get a nickel, make a nickel a dime. That's well, well, but it's not only this, but we are talking about destroying a source of food that we've been having. Because once the cows go, then there goes the goats, mm-hmm. uh, there goes the sheep. And who knows? It might be the chickens too. So, would it, uh, we're going to replace our eating with bugs? That's going to be and satisfying. Plant. And, and plants, plant plant okay. Yeah. All right. You have plant-based meat. They even come out with a with a hamburger that's all plant or soy that you can fry up and it's supposed to taste like meat. Mm. Well, all I know is I want my hamburger. But the Netherlands um, government is suggesting they kill over two hundred and thirty thousand cattle to save on greenhouse gases Mm. so we need to follow up what's going to happen the fourth of july we're going to be having instead of a couple steaks or hamburgers on the grill you're going to be barbecuing some crickets (laughs) and i've seen them crickets there ain't no meat on them crickets (laughs) roaches and spiders can you believe that (laughs) That, they're planning on doing that in the netherlands that's what the government is suggesting that they do and they're trying to get everybody to eat bugs Sorry. Oh, God. What Not the ones I'd be squishing. <laughs> oh, God. You know, you know, First Thessalonians 5, 1 through 5. It states, Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. 
For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. Praise God. Well, you know, the biggest change that I see with all of this uh, electronic electric grid is going to have to be a behavioral change. Because we Americans are gas, gas, gas oriented. Mm -hmm. We got propane gas. We got gas for our cars. We have uh, gas uh, machines and so forth. So that means all of that is going to have to change. And then we're going to have to motivate people to doing this new thing rather than Maybe, you know, we might be on a different schedule. People might be on different work schedules because they're not going to be able to get to where they need to go at any certain point of time. So, brothers and sisters, I hope you're hearing what is going on in the world from your money to your cars to even your food resources. So what you going to do? Hope you know, Proverbs 12, 25, heaviness in the heart of man, make it a sloop. Stoop, but a good word make it glad. Stay in the word. Yes, stay in the word, Father. We need you right now, for we are living in perilous times. But we know, Father, that you are the truth and the light, and our desire is to be connected to you and share the good news with our listening audience. And I just pray for all those people who are hearing and our voices today, dear Lord. Answer their prayers, Father. Let them know that you are the same God of yesterday as today. And we thank you, God. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Tune in next week. Greetings, friends and neighbors. Pastor Gary Montgomery here, inviting you to become a Stone Builder donor. Your support will allow the Stone Builder Hour to remain on the air. Please join Elder JC and I as we share the good news with you by sharing Bible scriptures and how relevant they are today. You can reach out and touch us by calling 580-634-5896 or Stone bhr at gmail.com or donate on our secure site welivingstones.org Welcome to the Stone Builder Hour team. Much love and God bless.